on the internet who is listening to this podcast right now. You are likely humans, and I greet you. This is the PlayStation Report, episode 74. That is the correct number for this episode. I am Frank, and as always, I'm joined by Tyler. What's up? Tell him how you doing. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm excited to podcast today. Oh, are you? It's going to be a good one. You're a little bit earlier than you initially told me you'd be. I am. I I had to go pick up my Jeep from getting serviced and mm. had to shower and eat. So I thought I was going to be a little bit later than I was, but you got that done quick. Now. You did a speed yeah. roll on that. I did pretty much. Mm. I'm I'm not a I'm not a short shower guy. I don't know about you. Mm, neither am I. There's I, I, I want to be thorough. Yeah, exactly. Like my showers aren't extremely long, but they're definitely not in and out type of things. You know, I I, I enjoy taking a shower. It's mm. a nice time. Mm. But today I was like, I got shit to do, man. Mm. In and out. Get, the, get a quick scrub down. Yep. Mm. Scrub on that gooch. And then hop right on out. I don't like to take any shortcuts when I shower. I I, I don't. I just got to make sure I get in every crevice, every yeah. wrinkle of every yep. bit of my skin needs to be clean. Exactly. Mm. How are you? Oh, well, I, I, I've been better, but I've also been worse. So that's about where I am right now. You know, right I'm. Yeah. I'm quite unstable at the moment, and uh, it's it. That's just the status quo for me. I'm just on. I'm on. I'm on the edge, man. I'm. I'm about to. About to snap. Living on the edge. Living on the edge. Yeah, I am. Are you one step closer to the edge? Let's. I'm about to. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. But yeah, I, I've been I've been enjoying a kind of like it's it's been a lot of busy work for me this week. Not 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 a lot of thinking to be done at work, which eh, I don't know. I don't know how, how to feel about that. I just feel like yeah. I'm there to be there. I know what you mean. I've had those those weeks mm. for sure. Haven't had one of those weeks in a long time. Mm. But I mean, don't get me before. wrong. I'm I'm doing work, but it's it just seems like mindless work. Yeah, no, I got you. You can come work with me and stare at lines all day mm. and model. Do any of the lines look mm. like dicks? No, they're colorful and stuff. But you could model, let's just say, two thousand five hundred pipes, mm. roughly. Mm, I lo- hmm. Have you ever? As an Easter egg, put a put a dick in one of your blueprints. No, oh. I should though. I think I no. I did something dumb in college, mm. like really, 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 really small, so no one would guess it. So I guess it doesn't really matter at that mm. point. But I haven't haven't for work now. Mm. I mean, I name stuff goofy when I ah. create stuff, but. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta have fun with it, you know. Yeah, not be so serious. Why so serious? Uh, oh but, boy. Yeah. Whew. 
Video games, though, man. Video yeah. game. We are in it. We are in it. We now. are. From here on out, it is a fucking roller coaster. It is. And it's going full speed. We reached the crest. We are about to go downhill. And man, are we in for a ride? Pretty much. I'm you know? excited. What what I'm better excited. what better way for me to start this ride <laughs> than to buy a game that released in what February or April? Which one? Near March. March. That March. I okay. remember it being like maybe n- end of March. Very very close to the launch of Breath of the Wild. Mm. So March. I think. Yeah. It had to have, yeah, so, it had to have been the end of March then, yeah. Um, what game is that? That's that's near Automata. Oh, you playing that Auto Tomato? That that Auto Tomato man. Uh, f- fuck, I I only played about like two hours of it, so I very scratching the surface on this. What I've heard to be like a twenty to thirty hour game. But man, I I like what I've seen so far. Got some got some uh, robots, some sentient robots, some robots that seem a little bit dumb. But I'm not sure. Yeah. I heard there's a lot of twists in this game that make you think differently, especially the, the different endings and different playthroughs of the game. And I I'm really excited to actually get through that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing the demo, and I just wasn't too blown away by it because mm-hmm. uh, I thought it just. It was kind of maybe it was just a section of the game or whatever. I just thought the combat was a little bland and and everything. But like you said, I heard people really saying there's a lot of twists and turns in the story, especially with all the different endings and stuff that maybe it's something I need to go back to eventually. I mean, but how are you feeling on that? It's so this game turned into like multiple different things in the short time that I played it. Like at first it was like a kind of like, um, I don't know what to compare it to. Like maybe sort of like a, um, a Galaga kind of like game. Yeah. Like a bullet hell sort of thing. Like like it goes from a bullet hell to like a twin stick shooter Mm. to like a, a kind of character action game. And man, yeah. it's like there's there's a huge I'm I'm I really look forward to seeing what other kinds of games are in this game because it's it's diverse. It, it is right. the prettiest looking game. I'd say it looks like a high t- maybe a high tier last generation game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, 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 I don't know, man, it's just it looks a certain way. And it and I feel like there's going to be some thematic things that are really going to resonate. Probably it just it feels like it's setting up that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad, though. You know, we've talked a few times how this game has had like commercial success. It has sold fairly well mm-hmm. for what it is and stuff. But it's still a game that's kind of been in the conversation mm-hmm. all year long so far. And I think it will continue to be the rest of the year, too, hopefully, which is good. You know, it came out at a really bad time, I thought, for the game. But turns out it's not not a problem. It's a game that has a lot of legs that people just keep getting into. And that's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, I I didn't realize that this game would have like open world elements to it, but it absolutely does. Like I did, I, I thought this was going to be a more linear action game, but it it's turning out to be more of an expansive open world RPG. Mm-hmm. Is it on sale? 
No, did you get it on no, sale or? no, okay. I, I didn't. I was just, I was just itching for it. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I keep saying I'll play this game, so I just, I just pulled the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might try to pick it up when it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Say fuck it, give it another shot. I'm eager to hear, you know, after you play a lot more, what you think. Mm. <sighs> what, what? I have another game I've been playing, but I want to save that. Until uh, after you share what's yours, because I have a lot to say about the other game I played. I have played that game as well. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, then we probably can both, not as much as you. We can both talk um, about it. Yeah, I played so, about I two mean, hours of that too. So played about forty-five minutes mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, I mean, fuck it. The game Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice mm-hmm. came out this week. From uh, God, I'm liking on the name. Ninja Theory? Holy sh- Ninja Theory, thank you. It was ninjas, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm liking it. But the guys that made Heavenly Sword and Slave, DMC, Devil May Cry, you know, pretty cool character action games, but this game is is finally out. Um, and I think it does a lot of interesting stuff. Like I said, I've only played about 45 minutes of it, but what I played so far, I am thoroughly intrigued by. But I don't know if I'm enjoying it. And I think that's not a bad thing to say about this game because the game makes you very, very kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And especially if you do what the developers say on the screen, you know, when you start up, it says Hellblades best played with headphones. Mm-hmm. I usually don't play games like that, but I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm going to do it with this game there. You know, I've never really seen a developer actually push that. Mm-hmm. on the title screen so i'm like i'll do it and uh yeah that that is definitely in my opinion the way to play this game i don't know if you're playing it that oh yeah i i i saw that and i was like ooh, i have this nice pair of headphones yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and man it, it pays off their, yeah. their sound team man mm, they did they did a great job and there's there's like some very asmr type moments of like very very soft whispering and it like you can actually tell by the way they did the audio and everything like it's getting closer to you in in the audio and everything and it makes me that stuff just makes me feel like really uncomfortable and weird and i'm like "Ah, this is so weird but i fucking love it uh sort of thing and i just think i love that this game does two things that i think are really cool and that's one dealing with the psychological aspect of a character. Mm-hmm. That's something that hasn't been done very much in video games. And I think, you know, I'm excited to see where that goes and see how impactful of a story it is. And you're far from me. So maybe, you know, you can uh, expound on that a little bit more. But two, I think this whole market of kind of a triple A indie game in a way of like, a game of triple a quality you would think it's a triple a game but it's a smaller budget team and all that thinking that's really cool and i think that should be applauded more and i hope that this kind of opens the door hopefully this game turns out to be successful and it opens the door for other developers to go you know what maybe we can do that too we can make a a really high quality game and sell it for 30 or 40 dollars you know we've seen that you know, with like Ratchet and Clank, for example, that was only 40 bucks and stuff. But 
But something like this, I think, can be really cool because some of the things are pretty high quality. It's a beautiful game. The motion capture is fucking fantastic. The facial animations, all that stuff is incredible. And obviously the sound design, like they've done a really good job with what I've played so far. Mm-hmm. The only thing is like the combat, at least initially, is seems super basic. I don't know if it gets deep or anything. The puzzle solving, I'm not sure how I feel about yet. Um, at least the first one I was totally fucking lost on for longer than I should have. And then when you finally solve it, you go, Oh, okay. I get it. Now, now you know what to look for, but initially it can just be super fucking frustrating. Cause there's like the shape. And I thought the shape that shows up on a screen, I had to line up perfectly with the shape on the door. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I was like, fuck it, this isn't fucking working. And then I just kind of turn around and it's like, boom, it's, it's right there. And then you know, it's it's an interesting way to solve puzzles. I don't know if that'll get more repetitive as you get into the game, but that's kind of my impression so far. I'm excited to play a lot more of it this weekend, but what do you think of it? Oh, I'm, I am absolutely in love with this game. Um, so you touched on it a little bit, like the kind of mental aspect of it and just the way they portray that the sound, the voices in your head. They don't know they don't necessarily tutorialize the game at all, but the voices in your head kind of suggest that there's something to do whenever, like, say you for running, they're like, run, run, run. And you're like, okay, let's figure out how to run right now or climb or jump down. Like, it just there are these little voices in your head. And I, I like how the voices in your head kind of like there's a spatialness to it, like as if like they're around you, like it's almost like a VR experience in, in sound. Like it's with, with headphones, it's kind of like a surround sound kind of experience. And it's, you feel like there's distance to it also, like, and how, how the source of the sound is just feels like it's moving around. Um, and with these voices, it just, it just scratches at my brain a little bit. Like I, I don't like what they're saying. I, but it it also feels familiar too. Like it feels like they belong there, but also you don't want them there, but they belong. And it it's unsettling, but it's also familiar too. And that that just might be something with me because I I have my own sort of mental health issues that I haven't necessarily confronted or addressed. But it it. It's unsettling how familiar this game feels to me, and I might seek medical attention after I play this. (laughs) But I I I really like how the game is set up, how it put how these voices push you through, and kind of tell tell the narrative of how the character Senua thinks. Yeah, and it, it it's the most immersive third person game I've ever played. Like you yeah. feel like you're in there, even though it's, you're not even in a first person ex- experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned the combat. The combat is a little bit simple. Um, there are there's rad boss battles that are, that uh, kick it up a little bit. Um, but for like the basic guys that you're facing at the moment, like there there's nothing spectacular about the fights themselves. But it's what's like what's happening sound wise also it, during those fights is pretty amazing too because the voices in your head they'll let you know if like you're being surrounded or if there's someone behind you and there's also like audio cues for when they're just about to strike so you know when to dodge 
And it, I just, I noticed that like right away, it was just right. I, I don't know if it's something that I, I'm just keen to, but I, I really like how, how that works. Yeah. I like in the combat though, where you defeat an enemy and then immediately the next one's there and mm-hmm. it might be right behind you and it might be right in your face and you need to fucking move really mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. That stuff's pretty cool. Like it can kind of make you jump a little bit like, Oh shit, I didn't know that was there, but you know, that, that stuff's cool. And the reason that the combat works like that and, the, and it scares you is because they tease a thing. And this was kind of a news story. They teased that like there's a permadeath kind of feature, yeah. in the game, but it turned out to not be real. Yeah. Which I kind of wish wasn't spoiled for me that it wasn't real. I kind of right. wish I still thought it was real. Um, so I guess their PR team like pre-release, they they tease this uh, permadeath thing where there's like this there's this rot that spreads every time you die. And that's, that's a thing in the game. Like if you die, this rot will spread up your arm. It, you can see yeah. it visually. And they tease that if it actually gets to your head, you, it's game over and you have to start over the game, which is terrifying to think of. It is. Although I heard this game is only about six to seven hours, which yeah. isn't terribly long. Um, but still you don't, you don't want to like do so well through a game and then just, die repeatedly at a certain place and then be fucked yeah and like that can be if that thing was actually real it could be good in terms of tension and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and really you know kind of ratcheting up that i mean it didn't even have to be real just people didn't have to tell us it wasn't real yeah exactly but at the same time that can be a very not very friendly mm-hmm. to say people that have trouble playing games or somebody that just really is not good at playing games and but they want to really experience the story and stuff like that could suck if that was real so i mean there's, way, there's a you know. difficulty option in the in the menu yeah uh, but still it's you know, actually yeah. i noticed that the difficulty is defaulted to some sort of adjusting kind of yeah kind of thing so i'm i'm guessing it it's going to read my behavior as i play the game and figure out how to ratchet up the difficulty as i go yeah which i i think that's really cool i think adaptive difficulty is a really cool thing in games i agree definitely and i hope i hope the way it adjusts difficulty is with enemy behavior not like squished like health make make it a bigger meat sack yeah Man, but I, I am really looking forward to playing this game, and I'll probably actually finish this game by the time we get to recording next week. Yeah, since, I think since I'm it is a, try. Since it is a shorter it. game. Yeah. Well, I, I like the character, the main character, and like the the story and their bizarre use of FMV. Yeah. It it, it just all seems to work together, and the tight camera angles from behind it's it really gets you in the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm in. I I love Hellblade. It's it's not like their other games either. No, it's, it's, it's a completely not. different type of game. Yeah, from Ninja Theory. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you would think it's it would be a little bit more along the lines of those like character action games that they've made in the past, but it's definitely not. Yeah, it's it's more of like kind of just an atmospheric psychological horror game. Which I yeah. was not exper- uh, I was not expecting. It's, 
also not even remotely close to what Heavenly Sword was. I mean, it's not supposed to be. They never said, but people, you know, with the name Hellblade, you think it's kind of a spiritual successor. But like to me, they're totally opposite games. good so far you know between like pyre and hellblade it's been a pretty solid start to the second half of the year and it's only the start so yeah august is uh august is turning up the heat yeah definitely Mm. anything else you've been playing holy moly i've been playing i played a lot of games all right tell us about them speak i finished four video games okay um, I finished over the weekend. I finished Splatoon two. I finished, um, Kirby planet Robobot on 3ds, which I never played a Kirby game before. It's a super simple game, but it's a fucking power trip to play and it can be kind of fun. Um, so did that also going back to Splatoon two, very sad. The ketchup lost. Fuck yeah, that, that was, shit. that is a load of shit. Their, their system is it flawed. It is, it is absolutely. deeply flawed. Ketchup yes, gets I, like freaking 50% more votes on, yeah. but it loses by one or 2% in the, in the battles then, and, yep. and we lose. That's a load of shit. It is definitely. And also fuck Nintendo's matchmaking system. Fuck their app. Mm-hmm. That shit sucks. Anyways, played and finished the walking dead, a new frontier, the third season from, from telltale. Uh, I'm very iffy on, on this season, definitely compared to the first two seasons. It's, it's not as strong. Uh, it has its moments of like, oh wow, that's cool sort of thing. But it's those moments, you know, they don't hit as hard anymore because, you know, especially if you're invested in the show, you know, you've seen a lot of that sort of stuff in the show. You've seen it in the first two seasons of this game series, you know, that, that, so that stuff was fine, but it didn't hit as hard. My problem with this game is, you know, you go through the first season playing as Lee, but you really, really care about Clementine. Mm hmm. Then you play the second season, you play as Clementine, and you are, I felt very invested because I like Clementine a lot as a character, and I liked a lot of the supporting characters around her in the second season. The problem with season three is Clementine is in the fucking background the whole time, and you play as Javier, uh, and he's not a bad character, but compared to Clementine, like I just don't care as much and the characters around him i thought some of them were cool but i thought all these characters at best would have been pretty cool supporting characters for clementine's story and the whole time like you do get to play clementine a little bit in like flashback sequences in every episode but like she would kind of go off and be like oh i'm gonna go do this or whatever and nah, i won't be back or whatever and then she would pop up and i'd be like wow your story sounds way more interesting than what I'm doing right now sort of thing. And that stuff sucks. And I felt, I personally just felt the last two episodes were just fucking snooze fest and they weren't super, super exciting to me. And it's just, 
yeah, the characters and the writing weren't as good, uh, but they did do some interesting stuff like opening the episodes and everything compared to the past two seasons I thought was cool. Um, I am intrigued by the possible setup for the final season of The Walking Dead and where Clementine's story could go. Uh, and hopefully, as a whole, it ends up being better than this season. But, you know, I'm just kind of kind of iffy on it. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would recommend it, but unless you're super invested in, in the Walking Dead universe, I, I, w- I don't think I would recommend playing this game. Uh, so I played that, finished Batman Arkham Asylum, which I found to be pretty damn fun if you're a fan of those Batman games. Go back and play this one. I think this one has one of the more interesting stories, if not the most interesting. Um, and I actually kind of like the world. You're basically just in Arkham Asylum the whole time. It's not really it's open world, but it's not so a lot more contained. So therefore, it's a lot more interesting and stuff. And I, I won't say too much about it because it is an older game, but I do recommend playing it. I think it's a fascinating story. It also like both are all Arkham City, Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight had very frustrating parts. At least one part to me that I found just fucking infuriating especially arkham city there's this fight spoilers for a fucking six-year-old game with the joker and they throw so much at you that it is so aggravating it's one of like the worst like controller throwing moments i've ever had playing a game uh i didn't feel that with this game at all you know overall it was kind of a much more easy easier experience so yeah and then so Played a little bit of Titanfall 2. So I, like a lot of people probably, I was super fucking hyped and excited after Game of Thrones Sunday night that I couldn't sleep. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to play a video game. Played Titanfall 2. And um, they've added a new Titan to that game called the Monarch. That Titan's pretty neat. But the thing is they brought back a mode called Frontier Defense from the first game, which is a four-player co-op sort of wave-based thing, except with the Titanfall spin on it. So there's this thing called the Harvester, and you have to defend the Harvester for five rounds. So the Harvester has shields, and then if the shields get taken out, it has health. And each round tells you how many enemies there are and all kinds of stuff. Um, So you get to play on foot obviously but you also get to play in the titans but the enemies have a lot of titans and they might have like mortar titans where the titans will sit all the way in the back of the map and just launch mortars up in the air and try to take out the harvester or you uh so then you really have to move around the map there's nuke titans so if the nuke titans get close and you when you destroy them they fucking blow up like nukes and there's one way where they literally send like 10 of them at you. Uh, and then there's all the other Titan stuff. It gets super fucking intense. And then between rounds, you can buy defenses and upgrade your weapons and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a fucking blast. And uh, to me, they made it so much better in the in this game than the first game. The first one just got very frustrating at certain points. But this one, you know, it, it's worth going back and playing if you can round up some people to play uh you i mean i played it solo but even then it was still still a lot of fun uh so yeah they, they've been 
uh, Respawn should be commended for how they have supported Titanfall 2. Because, like, yeah, they ended up putting microtransactions in, that sucks, but it's only cosmetic stuff. And, but, like, all these big updates and new maps and new modes and all this stuff, new Titans, that stuff's been free. And that's fucking awesome. And they did say recently that Titanfall's not done. They plan on doing more Titanfall. Who knows what that means? So hopefully we'll get another Titanfall game eventually. And um, As we talked a lot last year, the EA with the release date of that game kind of fucked it a little bit. But hopefully we'll see more. Um, wanted to play a little bit of that Summer Games and Overwatch. Mm. And it's the first time that I have experienced the servers being completely fucked for Overwatch and you couldn't even get in the game. Mm. Uh, that was Tuesday, the, you know, the day the event started. Like You would get in a queue and it would say 100,000 players in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. So you restart it and then you, get in, then you get back in. It puts you in the queue and you're like 500 players in front of you. You're like, cool, that's not bad. I can wait. Then it gets down and it's like five. Two, one, twenty thousand. You're like fuck. You tried to cheat. You tried to re- you tried to button line. Yeah, I did because, and I'll say this: started up, tried to get in a few times, wasn't working. I'm like fuck it. I'm going to play Hellblade. Play Hellblade for forty five minutes, an hour, whatever. Go back into it, and I get in right away. I'm like fuck. Guess they fix it. That's cool. Played. One match of Lucio Ball, there was 10 seconds left, lost connection to the servers, and then couldn't get back in at all. Uh, so that that kind of sucked. I just – I have not experienced that in Overwatch yet of the servers being down. I mean, that's uh, what happens to a – stable. That's, that's generally a common thing that happens to in, uh, in uh, popular games when they have events like this. Um, if yeah. you try to get in day one, everyone's just on it. And yeah. Overwatch has reached that um, threshold where day one is going to be a hellhole. Yeah. And, and, and I it's, mean, it's a common thing mostly with MMOs, but uh, now it's bleeding over into these games as service types of games with uh, event based kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I'm going to try to play that soon because I want I want some of those skins. Some of those skins look cool. Soldier 76 my bo- is my boy, and the skin there is a total dad skin, and I want mm-hmm. it so fucking bad. So I'm definitely going to have to play some Overwatch here soon. Um, played more Pyre. Mm. That game is cool, and I feel like I'm getting to a point where the game's about to open up. I'm about mm-hmm. to go, go meet some dude I've just met. Uh, sandalwood okay that dude uh and i have another right that i'm on on my way to but it just has this feeling of like yeah you're about to definitely open this shit up Mm -hmm. sort of thing uh i'm gonna play a lot more of that this weekend that that shit's more i play that game the more i absolutely fucking love it it's fantastic uh and then the final thing it's a fucking throwback so i mentioned i think last week that i found my original xbox okay i went and i got that motherfucker some cables and i hooked it up and the thing still works i still have all my saves on there i still have all of the music i ripped on there so all this acdc and lincoln park oh and pat fucking benatar (laughs) that was pretty awesome uh but 
I went back and played Burnout 3. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, oh, dude. That yeah. game's still so much fucking fun. You're reviving God this anger it. in me right now. I know. I got angry and last week, and now you're just, you're, you're necroing the shit out of this. I know, and, and I was playing it, and I'm just like, why would EA stop this fucking franchise? I just don't get it. Even then... Back whenever that was, I don't even remember, early 2000s, that game still feels very good to drive. That was and, 2004, maybe. Yeah, and to just kind of ball out around the corners and just go wide open and, and be kind of like a daredevil going through traffic and everything. Uh, it, it's such a fucking great game. And that soundtrack's still cool. The the campaign mode's still fun. I, I played it for like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, and I'm like, I'm going to come back to this because mm-hmm. this is just so much fucking fun. Mm. And I, oh God, it's just, it's good. It felt good to play something like that. I haven't played that game in at least 10 years, probably even more than that. Uh, it's, it's fuck yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for fucking mm-hmm. having criteria now work on star Wars and, you know, putting all their money in Need for Speed. That stuff just sucks. And, you know, the Forza Horizon series has adapted some of the stuff that Burnout had, but it's still, it's not Burnout. Mm-hmm. And Burnout's such a specific fucking thing, and it, it makes me sad. So I'm going to play a lot more of it. I, I, I got some some old school games that I want to go back to and play some of those classics from my, mm. from my childhood. And even some of those games that when I was a kid, everybody talked about but I just never never played mm. I'm excited good luck <laughs> yeah we're we're in for a ride yeah that, that's that's one of the reasons why I did, I kind of stopped myself playing burnout I'm like because I, I there's just more like new and fresh things that I want to want to play so when I find the time I'll I'll go back to it but the Xbox the original Xbox is a it's a loud console mm-hmm. louder than I remember uh, and that controller is a little bit bigger than I remember too. So, oh, sticks feel a little goofy. Ooh, I played some PUBG. Did you? Yeah, played more PUBG, man. Oh man, I I came in fourth. I almost had a chicken dinner. Oh no, so close. But network lag. <sighs> their servers were terrible after their new update. Their servers just took a shit. Day. Yeah, and I, I was at number four, and I had a shotgun, and there was a building that I was about to camp in. Then I got the network lag, and then on the other side of that network lag, I was I was dead. I was dead. Yeah, that's got to be super frustrating in a game like that. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But I, I was doing good. I I had this double barrel shotgun that I was just I was freaking wrecking kids with it they they just kept trying i was i was working my way through building to building there were people there trying to loot and i shot them there was an awesome moment where all i had was a pistol and i was in this house on the top floor of this house and i heard a door open below me oh no so they entered my house get out of my house luckily this was a third third person mode game they added first person servers which yeah, but I was playing in third person, so I got I opened a door in the upstairs 
so that I could step inside but still see around and see the stairs. I saw him come up the stairs and I saw he had a fucking UMP. Oh boy. And all I had was my 1911 pistol. So I just wait there, wait for him to turn his back just once. And he did. And I just came out and just blatted him all seven rounds of my <laughs> clip. I just murdered him. John Wick That's gotta style. That's got to be so terrifying. I was like, he has a fucking automatic weapon. I have to nail all these fucking shots. Yeah. And man, it was it was so satisfying to just. Mm. I The gameplay I've seen sometimes that game can be just fucking terrifying. It is. It can be With, because gunshots are loud as hell. Yeah, and you, sometimes you don't know where they're coming from. One of the best fucking things I've seen in this game, and I recommend everybody go and watch the most recent Best of Giant Bomb mm-hmm. on their YouTube or website or whatever. Uh, I think it's 129. They have a part towards the end. They've been doing a ton of player unknowns, battlegrounds sort of things. And they were one of them was in a car just driving. And all of a sudden, this fucking gang of dudes in a truck start driving behind them and they're just fucking shooting bullets. It was like a fucking movie mm-hmm. and they're trying to drive over to the beach or whatever. And they're just trying their best They're going through woods and all kinds of stuff. And it's just bullets flying all over the place. And it was insane. And, uh, they eventually like hit something pretty small in the car and ended up flipping and they ended up dying. Like the jankiness of that game or whatever. I recommend watching it. It's just, it's fucking amazing to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, game has moments, man. Yeah. I, I watch a streamer, uh, Alfredo Diaz. He plays that game a lot and he is so fucking good at that game, but also I don't ha- know how he does it. Nobody shoots at him. He really? always seems to sneak up on someone and fire rounds into them and everyone he shoots at just panics. And it's <laughs> it's crazy. But I did have a moment where I panicked because someone just unloaded with uh, with an auto. Uh, it's called an S12. It's a semi auto shotgun. Someone just unloaded with that, like right near me. And I, I literally jumped out of my chair and I taught and like my hand flew off my mouse and my mouse flew off my desk. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Because it was so loud. I had my sound turned up so I could hear footsteps and everything. But he just he was just sitting still in the grass and he just started unloading. And I just jumped like I think a little bit of pee came out. But uh, oh boy, (laughs) man, I can't wait for that game to come to consoles, man. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to play with you guys. Yeah. Mm. And that game does good microtransactions does it yeah what's the microtransactions in that game yo i want to get a pair of hot jean short shorts man they're called hot pants oh man i want to get those for my booty oh yeah Mm. there's also a kill bill jacket well it's just called a yellow tracksuit but it looks like the kill bill jacket oh man yeah there's a lot of cool stuff in there cosmetic things they're doing good transactions and I have a strong suspicion that Shadow of Mordor's transactions aren't so benevolent. No, definitely not. So, oh man, I don't know where to start with this. You're going to be able to buy these chests in Shadow of Mordor. It'll help you get orcs on your army. Yeah. And armor and items. 
and stuff to make your army stronger. And if this were a purely single-player game, you know, that I might not be so... I wouldn't feel so bad about this, but the fact that this game has a multiplayer mode where you go and invade other people's strongholds, that just, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. That's where it goes a little too far Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, Yeah, you can buy loots. Loots have invaded every fucking game now, and everybody better just suck it the fuck up and just bend over and take it because it, they're here to stay for a long time. Loot in video games, loot boxes, skins, all that shit. Um, yeah, you can buy, uh, like like you said, orcs. You can buy uh, items and they'll all have different rarities and all kinds of stuff. So you're basically gambling mm-hmm. on what you'll get. But you can use those things and go invade other people's stuff. So I can maybe spend a lot more money than you who haven't spent any money at all. And I might be able to wreck your fucking day when I've done nothing but spend money. And that, that sucks. You can't opt out of that. But still, you know, that is something, in my opinion, you remove the microtransaction piece. That multiplayer piece could be pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But you add in the microtransactions and that just fucking blows to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just such an unfair thing. It's like playing fucking console versus PC in a first person shooter. You know, it's just an unfair thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the definition of pay to win. Uh, it's, I'm going to be interested in seeing how it's balanced, if it's even worth it to buy these chests or if it's broken to buy these chests and win like yeah. I, I wonder where, where the balance is there yeah and that, that's always the fear when something like this a single player game has microtransactions like do they make it so it takes a little bit too long to get really good stuff or is it fine and it's also, i mean if it's not a grind then it's not too big of a deal it's also about like what is the ceiling of the good stuff you can get like if you could grind and get all the best stuff it like relatively easily like what's the point of buying these chests but if the if there's a really high ceiling then whoever has a shit ton of money is going to get a lot of chests and they're going to be able to get all that higher tier stuff yeah yeah there's just like a very interesting balance that they're going to have to absolutely nail for this thing to even feel remotely good right it's it's just it just feels gross yeah you know that they're just trying to get more money and i get games are expensive and and all that stuff but this just feels so gross it feels so activision like to me Mm. that that just sucks fucking monolith you know with the shadow of mordor games and stuff you know they're cool games, and I'm assuming this game is probably going to turn out to be pretty good. But they've done, like, some kind of shady shit with it. They did the whole Shadow of Mordor thing, like, trying to pay 
people to preview the game and only say good things about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not cool. And, you know, don't show glitches or bugs or all that stuff. You know, that sucks. Yeah. And now they're doing this. It just it's like they they keep making cool games, but they always have this like sliminess about them. That just sort of sucks. I, you know, it's up to you if you want to buy these things. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, but if you really, you know, don't complain how microtransactions suck and then turn around and fucking support this, you know? If you're a capital G gamer, you're not going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's a shitty, shitty thing, man. Mm. Mobile gaming. Don't talk shit on mobile games. I'm just saying, this is a mobile game. It is a mobile sort of game thing that has eked over into the AAA space, and sometimes it can be fine in terms of, you know, maybe just cosmetics. Like, I don't think microtransactions in Overwatch is a bad thing at all, because you're just buying loot chests and you're just unlocking cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all you're fucking doing. Yeah, it's a little grindy to maybe get what you want. It's always locking all that stuff, but it's just cosmetics and that's it. Um, this stuff, this pay to win sort of shit sucks. Halo 5 is an example of something that was definitely pay to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Buying like those Warzone? packs. There is no way yeah. you're going to win a Warzone match unless you have the right, the right gear. Yep. And you only get gear through those, what, rec cards? Yep. And that stuff sucks. <laughs> That's why, like, I totally stopped playing actual Warzone matches because mm-hmm. you just get fucking destroyed. So you end up playing Warzone Firefight or whatever. So at least that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that stuff sucks in games. It does. Um, okay. I was, I had a thing about mobile games. Yeah, you, I, I just want to do a quick sidebar in mobile mm-hmm. games. I'm playing Final Fantasy Brave X, XVS. Everybody knows that. But yeah. um, upcoming, there's an event in that game where they're actually introducing near Automata characters, not even Final Fantasy characters. Wow. They're introducing That's neat. Like, some of the main characters in near Automata. That's a good way to get some exposure mm-hmm. for that game. So I, I, I guess they took notice that people like Nier. Yeah. Because all, all I've seen, like, the the largest deviation from Final Fantasy that I've seen since that, like, inst- other than that, is, like, they have Final Fantasy Tactics characters, which the only reason that's di- that's weird is because it's not a mainline Final Fantasy, but it's still Final Fantasy. Right. So. Oh, man. I can't wait for that event because i'm i i've saved up some of these tickets for rare summons and i'm gonna i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get get my near automata characters unleash the beast actually no shit that's not gonna work because it's a raid thing yeah i'm 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 thinking about how i'm going to play a mobile game during a playstation (laughs) podcast and that's probably bad considering that there are excellent playstation games i should be playing and there are excellent games that are upcoming and expansions to games that happened earlier this year, such as Horizon Zero Dawn, The Flo- Frozen Wilds, which just got a release date, November 7th. Very excited. 
very very excited that is that is a ballsy release date if i might say so yeah i mean i don't think there's anything behind it but that is the the release date of the xbox one x mm-hmm. and you have definitely their biggest first party game of the year at putting out a whole new expansion for it you know i'm not sure if that was planned or anything but you know it's a, it's a pretty pretty ballsy date for sure i'm excited about this mm-hmm. i'm ready to go back into horizon when when this launches too i'll probably definitely go platinum that game i think i only have like two or three more of those like trial sort of things to do mm. so i gotta do that also well i'll say it, actually it's for later in the show i had a thought but i'm gonna keep that thought in my brain okay that's I, I, not good podcasting, but it'll be good podcasting in maybe 15 minutes or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I, all I know is that I want to play more. Aloy, play. I, I want to re-experience re, uh, Aloy's story. I, I just like Aloy. She's a good character. She is. She's a really good character. She's she's played very well by Ashley Birch. Yeah. Who is a very talented voice actor who unfortunately can't voice chloe anymore but no she Sad wrote face. she wrote her character though she well she did writing for that character so it still kind of is her voice yeah on this horizon dlc though I, i'm i'm curious on how big it'll be like how many hours you I'm know trying, yeah i'm trying to see it's kind of weird to gauge like this because it is a very narrative experience but it's also an open world so i'm not sure they're opening a new like there's there's a mostly faceted part of this like how long is the story of the frozen wilds and how big it how big is the area of the frozen wilds yeah like i'm wondering if it's kind of like uh take for example the elder scrolls is it more of uh more of a dawn guard or more of the the dragonborn dlc Mm -hmm. right We'll see. We we yeah. will see. And it's 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 in an area of time like November 7th. That's after freaking Assassin, Assassin's Creed <laughs> after Wolfenstein. When's Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Out this year? November 3rd. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a very ballsy release date but i think it's gonna succeed this game is big enough man yeah we'll be balls deep in some new games we'll say uh you know if you played horizon if you love the the game you want more of it uh if you have playstation plus you can get this on sale for 15 dollars. i think Mm -hmm. i already went ahead and did that shit because i'm like it's more fucking horizon i love that game already i know it's gonna probably be pretty damn cool fuck it Mm, same here otherwise i think it's 20 dollars. so save some dollars save some dollars and if you're lucky you are invited to play a game for free but it's not released yet gearbox announced a game called project 1v1 and they sent out um they sent out like a link to go sign up for their beta and hopefully I get signed up for that. Uh, right now, it's it's the beta's on PC, but Gearbox traditionally releases games on consoles, so I, I figured it would be relevant here. 
but Project 1v1 is a 1v1 first-person shooter game um, that also brings in like this element of building a deck of cards also, which I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. It sounds a lot like Paragon to me. Yeah. But I, I think it could be cool. I, I like the idea of a 1v1 first-person shooter. Kind of, yeah. It's it's kind of like a fighting game, except it's in a shooter format. Yeah. Could be neat depending on how the gameplay is loot boxes and cards. Yeah. Loot boxes. something that defines this generation so far. I'm going to, I'm going to say one thing though. When I saw an email from gearbox in my, in my inbox, I was like, Oh, this better be borderlands three. And it's not borderlands three. And that nope. made me very unhappy. Yo, I just, I saw a news story today. Keep banting bantering yeah i i want to find it i want so i i saw the email it says gearbox i'll actually pull up the email right here and actually that's not a good idea because you're pulling something up right now but yeah this email says you're invited join the project 1v1 closed test technical test okay yeah i was like you're invited from gearbox software and i my brain jumped to borderlands 3 and i was like where does that story go and I was like, it has to pick up after the Telltale Borderlands, but do we play as those characters? Do I play as Fiona? What is Fiona up to? Well, Frank? Yeah? I just dropped this in our, our thingy. Uh, who knows if you'll be playing those characters in, in Borderlands 3? Because Tales from the Borderlands devs see that game as a failure. Why? That game was fucking awesome! They said... Um, it, it's in a an excellent oral history of the series in Campo Santo, Campo Santo Quarterly. Um, the hope was, explained producer Adam Sarason, with Fiona and Reyes, we wanted to essentially hand back Gearbox fully fleshed out heroic characters that they could use in Borderlands 3 and beyond. Um and they said, sadly, going by the developer's words in the article, a second series seems unlikely. Despite critical success, writer Nick Herman explains that the sales weren't great, and by the end of its run, and that in by weren't great by the end of the of its run, and internally, it was perceived as a failure. Yo, go fucking um, buy Tales from the Borderlands, you motherfuckers! Yeah, you know who you uh, are. <laughs> and and uh, Fiona voice actress Laura Bailey. Uh, she didn't know that was the plan for her character. She said, I had no idea. I would have been more nervous had I known it could lead to potential future games as well. So that, yeah. that sucks for sure. Um, and then they basically said that they really hope that the characters show up in Borderlands 3 in some way. Uh, come on, make them the playable characters, damn it. I want come on. Yeah. Because some of the sucks. things some of the things especially uh Reese what he does mm. like he has some interesting things that could turn into a cool character class and I'm sure they could figure something out with the other characters. They all have distinctive styles. Yeah. Man. It, the, yeah. It, when I read that I got super sad cuz it sucks that Telltale's arguably one could say best game that they've made recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, is seen as a failure in their eyes uh, in that it didn't sell well and stuff. But I don't know how man, it didn't sell well. Everyone was game. talking about it. 
I know, but they also like the run for that game was fucking long. I mean, it took like 10 months for all those episodes to come out. Who knows if that hurt it? I mean, Telltale always kind of shoots themselves in the foot by not setting their games up to, you know, come out maybe once a week, once every other week or something and just take fucking months. They have gotten better to where it might only be five or six months with all the episodes out. But that game fucking took forever to come out. And the first episode launched and then it was forever until episode two. And who knows, that could have hurt it, but it sucks. And I know it was free recently, I think, on PlayStation Plus. So hopefully everybody downloaded that and, and play it because it's an excellent game. And that, mm-hmm. that sucks to see that. Like, I get, I get it. Like, people are mad at Telltale because Telltale doesn't, like, doesn't make games that perform well technically but like th- there's no there's no doubt about like this especially the storytelling in this one i know you had some less than positive things to say about the walking Ted dead but that was mostly based on subject matter like rather yeah. uh, but I, I just feel like tales from the borderlands was such a great story a great addition to the borderlands universe and i it's frustrating to see that those characters might not return. Yeah. Absolutely. Because those Cause characters those made movies. that good, man. Yeah, definitely. And there was some interesting, like, post, you know, post-Borderlands 2 lore mm-hmm. that they set up with that game. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I would love to see those characters in Borderlands 3, and I would love another season of that game, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like we'll be getting that one anytime soon. Yeah, at least Telltale's given us the Wolf Among Us. Yeah, season two. Yeah, it's it seems like they. <laughs> at times, it feels like they're not listening. Mm. At times, it feels like our our cries are going into the void, and they're just going to make Game of Thrones. God, are they doing another season of Game of Thrones? I didn't catch it. They, they are. They said they are, but we haven't seen anything. Like it's been a long time, so who knows that what's up been, with that? That one was like the most dreadful things I've ever played through. Yeah, it was. It was pretty boring for sure, especially when you compare it to the show. Mm-hmm. Like holy fuck! <laughs> and it felt like they just kind of put some of those characters from the show in in there. Just mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when maybe they shouldn't have done that and made a you know cool characters and better story and yeah. If you you know remove the technical aspects and all that stuff, if you had Telltale, you said here make this and it can be off of any franchise for them to make a season of something. What would it be? Oh man. I mean, my mind first jumps to like a superhero thing, but uh, we already have Batman. So I'm going to. I'm going to have to. Man, you're hitting me with this question. Do you even have an answer for it? I do. Okay, how about you go while I think about it? You won't like it, but I would love to see them make a Star Wars game. I think there are so many fucking interesting stories in that universe and they could definitely find something that fits. They could find something along the Tales from the Borderlands route maybe that's a little bit more fun and cheery or they could go with something a little bit more dark and serious. I think there's a lot there for sure. I would love that. Maybe something 
to be honest, didn't been maybe in the prequels or some before that. I don't know. I say they go with uh, Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Oh, yeah, that could be good. Saw that movie over the weekend. Did you like it? I heard it didn't do well critically, but uh, some people that I've that I heard from that watched it liked it. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I went with two of our buddies. They have read all the Dark Tower books. Have you read the Dark Tower books? I've read excerpts. I haven't read. (laughs) I haven't actually read the books. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about them, Mm -hmm. but I thought the trailer looked kind of cool. And I like Idris Elba and I like Matthew McConaughey a lot. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go. This movie assumes that you have read all the books. So character development wise, like you're totally fucking lost if you know nothing. Like okay. they assume you know the motivations of every character and why they're getting together. The movie does not slow down at all to flesh any of that stuff out. So by the end, the ending is just like so deflated. And that's that kind of sucks. The movie looks beautiful. The action's fucking incredible. The performances from like Idris Elba, especially phenomenal. And I'm like, damn, this just sucks. However, it got me more intrigued to learn about the Dark dark Tower universe. But I watched it, and I'm like, this would have been an incredible 10-episode season on HBO. Mm. A show that – or uh, like a channel, or that a network that allows bigger budgets, you know, that, a little bit more creative freedom and all that stuff. It would have been fucking perfect for it. But, Yeah. Because it's apparently it's kind of sort of a sequel to the last book. So I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I was a little lost. Yeah, I, the reason I wanted yeah. it in a Telltale game is because I just don't have much time to read. Like, and right. I, I'd rather consume that kind that kind of story through a game. That's just if I'm if I'm going to if I have a choice to consume a media like consume like an IP through either a book or a video game I'm going to choose the video game yeah but that's that's just me and a lot of that, people out there are going to be mad about that oh well that, that, no, no that that would that's a good choice mm. and I agree I don't have much time to read either speaking of movies I watched well rewatched both John Wick movies recently how are they i haven't seen any of them i want they're fucking amazing you need to watch those (laughs) Uh, so so i watched them in preparation for atomic blonde which i'm gonna watch this weekend that's a good movie i like that one oh uh, apparently that one is kind of like john wick and yeah john wick and uh and james bond kind of that's what i've heard yeah It, it atomic blonde is a little bit uh it's a lot different than what I thought it was going to be because the trailer just shows a lot of action, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie, there there is action, but it's not all out action, you know. Oh yeah, John Wick is 100% just like going full on, and just the way it's shot and edited, and like the, I I feel like John Wick is a is just a masterpiece. Yeah, and John Wick Two is is just as good. And yeah, I need to I need to watch those movies. You you absolutely need to. You can uh, rent them on Amazon, I think, for like five bucks a pop. Yeah, that's like a movie ticket, I guess, or maybe and it's cheaper than going to the movies because you don't spend money on. Yeah. Popcorn and soda. Yeah. Yeah. Atomic, Atomic Blonde, though, there is a chunk of time 
and you'll know it when it's there. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a chunk of time in the movie where there's action, but there is no music at all. And it is just visceral fucking sound and violence and hate. It is unbelievably good. It is maybe one of my favorite stretches of a movie. I've seen it a long time. Mm. And that that just stuck with me because up until then, I'm like, you know, this movie's fine. I'm enjoying it. But I watched that part. I'm like, fuck, yeah, man, this is fucking incredible. So when you see that part, you right. know what I'm talking about. All right. I am looking forward to that. I'm going to I'm going to probably see uh, see Atomic Blonde and uh, the the Dark Tower this this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to do that. Dark Tower short. All right. It's Good only, to know. It's only 95 minutes. I might do a double feature for, on one day. Yeah. I'm not excited for Deathmatch in Overwatch, however. Me either. But Blizzard announced it. It's a thing. It's in the test servers on PC, and it's going to be released eventually. Yeah. I think one of the best things about Overwatch is that it didn't have Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. It's objective modes. Your team is focused on one thing. You could argue, you know, if you're playing team deathmatch, your team's focused on getting the most kills, but you're not really working together as much Mm -hmm. to, to make that push, to make that play. So your team can break through. Uh, It just kind of goes against what overwatch is a little bit. I don't want to play free for all team deathmatch. I can maybe see, dropping in and playing a few matches only because of the fact that if you have a mercy and the mercy revives people, it takes points away from the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, there so could it's kind be of, some it's interesting kind of like, strategy uh, the, there. It's kind of like the, the ticket system in battlefield. Yeah. And it could be interesting as team deathmatch, maybe a little bit more interesting than some other games because you could have a healer that keeps everybody alive while your team's just kind of mowing people down. But I think it'll kind of just come down to a crop of characters. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah, I don't see a Torbjorn being used in Deathmatch, in a team Deathmatch. I don't see a Bastion being viable. Probably not. Yeah. Or a Widowmaker, but (laughs) Widowmaker... Yeah, and, and that's the thing is now with deathmatch or team deathmatch, like you'll be spread all across the map. Where that's one thing that was great about the other modes of Overwatch is everybody's concentrated on like one section at a time of the map, mm-hmm. and you could really set up like choke points, and it's a little bit more strategic and all that stuff. And might not be able to do it. I'll try it out. Uh, I mean, the but great- I, I, it's definitely won't play it all i mean the, time. the greatest part about this announcement is that it's going to be an arcade mode and it's not going to be lumped into free play or into competitive yeah, which is good i'll play it to get my free loot box for winning the first time it comes out and then i might bounce from there mm-hmm. who says you're going to win a game yeah <laughs> i don't know no, that was it seems <laughs> it, well who knows? It seems like any more in Overwatch, all, all I do is lose. You know, I played some ranked Overwatch solo queuing. I won all three matches I played. Yeah. Well, I so mean, so the there's, first, some, there's something about us grouping up that it's not working. 
who knows? I mean, the first time that I like did all the placement matches, I went like eight and two mm-hmm. and I was soloing the whole time. Then I play with other people. Doesn't work out too much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. There is a couple of other people that we play with aren't that great at Overwatch. But yeah. And, and then also I feel like when you do that, you're going against other people who are grouped up and they're more coordinated than we are. Yeah, but also I do feel like sometimes we a lot are on the shit end of the stick of like jackasses that just do not know what they're doing and playing the worst characters at the wrong times. And I feel like that happens to us more often than not. Hmm. I don't know. I played Doomfist. Oh, did you? Doomfist, yeah. I I have not played Doomfist yet. How do you like him? Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if he'll be one of my my like go to characters. Uh, he is a little bit difficult to get used to uh, with his punches and all that stuff. And his ultimate for sure will take some getting used to. But he's he's fun. It's mm. Very very fun to just go around punch the people in the face. Mm. But his alt can scare the shit out of you because basically you jump up in the air out of range and then you slam down on top of people and you know i was just kind of in my groove just chilling and then boom taking taking me out i'm like oh boy is there any kind of like does he do a voice line when he does it or is there any kind of cue to know that he's doing his alt he probably does i just haven't picked up on it yet Hmm. (sighs) time for the most fun part not really but a fun part of the show where we read all the games that came out this week and they're mostly terrible descriptions. I'll get yeah. us I'll get us started here. Do it. Uh, we first up we have Armello Deluxe Edition. Armello is a grand swashbuckling adventure that combines three styles of play, the deep tactics of card games, the rich strategy of tabletop board games, and a character role playing system. Get all major Armello DLC in one place at a special discount in the deluxe bundle. Next up is Batman Telltale Series Season 2 Episode 1, The Enigma. Both Bruce Wayne and Batman will be forced into precarious new roles. The Riddler has returned to terrorize Gotham City, but his gruesome puzzles merely foreshadow an even greater crisis. With the arrival of a ruthless federal agent and the return of a still nascent Joker, Batman must navigate uneasy alliances with Bruce Wayne while Bruce Wayne undertakes perilous series of deceptions. I'm excited to play this, but I will probably pick this season up on sale. Mm. Here we have Black Hole Complete Edition. Won't you come... Wash away the rain. You're just on a roll today, aren't you? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just on a roll with, you know, the people who made music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sucking today. Uh, When the crew... Apologize. (laughs) Yes, you're, you're making this a very depressing podcast. I hope that uh, people understand that... We're, we're just fucked up in the head. Yeah. When the crew of the spaceship Endera, 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 is sucked into a black hole, it seems like the end. 
Fortunately, the ship crashes on Entity, an unidentified object resembling a planet. After the crash, the first member to wake up is the guy who makes coffee for the crew. You. Ooh. You know, if you get sucked into a black hole, it's probably the end. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that the gravitational forces will crush you. Definitely. Next up is Comic Crash 2, The Cronkoid Wars on PS4. Building on the award-winning original, Comic Crash 2 is a strategy gamer's dream with intuitive real-time action combined with tons of depth. The endless variety of gameplay plus online offline multiplayer battles and co-op delivers a thrilling time, whether you are solo or with friends. Hmm. Here we have Graceful Explosion Machine coming to PlayStation 4 digitally. Skillfully pilot the Graceful Explosion Machine, a fighter ship armed with a ludicrously overpowered quad weapon array. Lost in deep space, you'll shoot, dash, and combo your way through jewel-hued alien worlds, fighting crystalline enemies to find a way home. This game is pretty fucking cool. I've been playing this game on Switch, and I very much enjoy it. Mm, So it's Uh, going to a real console. (laughs) <laughs> oh, if you like like uh, twin stick shooter sort of stuff, um, like uh, Housemark stuff, you know, there's there's something here. I'm actually stuck like the level that I'm on. I it is they just throw so much shit at you all at once. And there's like fucking lasers that go back and forth and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, uh, I haven't went back to it recently, but, but it is a cool game. Yeah, I think it's a game that you would be very good at. <laughs> and you were, like the one when you played it around E3 time. <laughs> yeah, when, when I literally like just picked it up for the first time. Yeah, and like annihilated my score in whatever level you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, next up is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice on PS4. From the makers of Heavenly Sword and Slaved Odyssey to the West, and DMC Devil May Cry comes a warrior's brutal journey into myth and madness create in collaboration with neuroscientists created in collaboration with your neuroscientists and people who experience psychosis hellblade send you a sacrifice will pull you deep into the melancholic fury of send you a shattered mind this game's fantastic y'all should check it out it's only 30 dollars yeah not bad next up is icy on playstation 4 digitally Icy is a 2D side-scrolling action meta-game. As you follow the narrator's omnipresent voice, you will see through Icy's eyes and learn the truth about her world. Wow. Next up is Lawbreakers on PS4 Digital. Bring your skills and get ready to deliver death from every angle as you compete in unprecedented gravity-defying combat in Lawbreakers, the new first-person shooter from legendary game designer Cliff Blazinski and team. Uh, this game looks fun. It does. I don't know if I would have time to dive into it right now, but what I saw, I was like, this could be a lot of fun, very fast-paced sort of stuff. It has loot boxes. It has skins. What I was going to say earlier, and this is just a thought, and I don't know if there's anything behind it, but uh, Wallbreakers is a class-based multiplayer game like Overwatch. That's kind of where the similarities stop in terms of gameplay. Like, Wallbreakers Mm -hmm. is way faster 
than Overwatch. It's way more of a shooter. Uh, you can like shoot behind you. There's gravity stuff, and that's basically where it stops. But people want to draw those comparisons. Mm-hmm. When Battleborn launched, Overwatch launched its beta, and then they launched not long after, and just kind of fucking. It really, it honestly did hurt Battleborn, even though those two games really aren't somewhat similar at all. The day Lawbreakers launches, Overwatch has its big summer event. Mm-mm. Interesting thought there. So, you know, I don't, I, there's probably not much behind it, but it's almost like Horizon launching the same day as Xbox One X. Like, eh, that's just it's a little convenient. Mm. There, we, there we go. That was my thought. All right. Interesting thought. Here we have the next game on the list. Masquerada, Songs and Shadows. Masquerada is a single-player tactical RPG adventure where real-time combat can be paused for tactics with a Venetian style with Venetian styled masks that grant deadly magic. Oh, Stuff is Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 on PS4, digital and retail. The Blue Bomber is back in his second collection of classic Capcom titles. Featuring faithful reproductions of Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10, this collection is bursting with additional content from time trials and remix challenges to a music player and an extensive gallery of rare illustrations. Why don't they just make a fucking new Mega Man? What the fuck's wrong with them? That would be cool. And also, I think it's a little bit of a crime that these games aren't on Vita. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Be perfect for Okay, it. Neon Drive. I want to talk about this art real soon. I noticed, I, I believe this started like a year ago. Everybody seems to be going for this aesthetic. Yeah. I see this aesthetic everywhere. This pink grid with this like purplish bluish bluish background and it, it's very 80s yeah and it's everywhere and it's so omnipresent that it's become just generic and annoying to look at yeah and i i, I guess that thing there is a sun mm-hmm. like a sunset looking thing i feel like i've seen that a lot too with like it's kind of broken up with lines and stuff it, it looks like um it immediately makes me jump to a kind of funny shirt. Mm. You probably know what I'm talking about. They yeah. sort of have something like this. Yeah, they jumped on that. On that. But, but I've seen that a lot of places, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, seems like every. Yeah. I, I, whatever. I'll just read the description of Neon Drive here. Neon Drive is a slick retro futuristic obstacle dodging game that will make your brain melt. You have been warned. Oh, Award. This next game has some hot fucking art. Neptune Flux. PlayStation VR. Neptune Flux is a story-driven open-world adventure game set in a sci-fi ocean full of mystery and haunting beauty. Discover supernatural wreck sites, ancient artifacts, and dark secrets. Haunting beauty. Like ghost princesses? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Alright, here we have... The final game on the list. I thought there would be more. There usually are, but I'm glad this is the last one. Sign Mora X. Sign Mora is a side-scrolling shoot 'em up that provides a unique challenge where time is the ultimate factor. Mixing classic shooter sensibilities with contemporary presentation, Sign Mora is a gorgeous shooter offering both a story mode that weaves over the top of 
Reeves an over-the-top tale and an arcade mode that provides deep, satisfying gameplay to challenge fans of the genre. If you want to, you can watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on PlayStation Video. It's not a bad movie. I'm a fan of that Mondo Cosmo new music coming out this week. Oh, what what type of music is that? It's kind of all heard of it. Okay. And cool. alt is a huge umbrella, but it's it's yeah. it's kind of hard to. I'm not an expert at describing music. Um, yeah, man, I'm trying to think of like someone you might know that may, maybe kind of like MGMT, but it's more, it's it's a little little less electronic than that. Okay, cool. But yeah, Can dig. cool stuff. Oh man. Some solid stuff. Check out Hellblade. Check out Graceful Explosion Machine. Maybe check out Wall Breakers. Yeah, if that, if shooters are your thing, that's that's a new shooter. Yeah, maybe check out Manga Man. Mm, 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 mm. Video check games are happening. They are. Next week we have Matterfall. Uh, Matterfall. Yeah, which I'm super excited for. So am I. I recently got some well i'm not sure how high those scores are now but for those challenges one of the challenges i got in the top 400 in next machina in next machina cool man i gotta play that i gotta play that game that was good i need i need to somehow beat it on the master difficulty i need to figure out (laughs) uh it's just gonna take practice yeah they really need to add online co-op because i feel like Mm -hmm. if they did you and i would play that game probably just as much as we played resogun Mm -hmm. absolutely like fucking god we played resogun forever and i feel like we would do the same thing with with next machina Mm -hmm. but you can only do it on a couch and that was fun when we did that yeah but we're so far away we are so far away I think that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to talk to us, you can do that in between episodes uh-huh. via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or at psreportpodcast on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler at Plugged On Vids. That's his YouTube channel that you should go check out. They did reviews of a movie. They do reviews of movies. Yeah. They do, they do uh they do video game content too. They do all yeah. kinds of hashtag content over there on their YouTube channel. That's plugged on vids, everybody. Yes. Mm. We're getting closer to two thousand subscribers, so check it out. That's you gonna gonna do a celebration? Gonna fucking just, might. just do a party? Have some have some fucking forties? Yeah. Play Edward 40s. 40 hands. Why not? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why that's the first thing I jumped to, but. <laughs> oh, well. yeah. Anything you're looking forward to this week? Uh, playing Hellblade. Playing Hellblade. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. What about you? Uh, it's just those movies I'm watching this weekend. I'll probably finish up Hellblade um, and then dive deeper into Nier. And then probably yeah. definitely play some more PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hopelessly addicted to that, to that game. I think I legitimately think I have a video game addiction. 
Like, I'm not sure, like, how I... I haven't taken a long period of time without video games, and I don't know what that would do to me. Yeah. I mean, I can go without playing video games for a few days, but but it does start to... I just get like, an itch. Get that itch of, like, yeah. fuck, I just kind of want to play a video game. Mm. Got, where, where do you feel that itch? Right in my balls. Oh, man, I feel it in my ass. Like, <laughs> just right up in there sometimes it mm. sometimes it creeps around a little bit but mostly i feel that itch in my ass Just where do you f- itching right up there where, where do you feel that itch listeners tell us yeah on twitter tell us in the reviews review us on itunes review us on whatever podcast service you use because that is helpful and we would appreciate it tell your friends about us play your video games be good to each other And until next week, stay salty. We out.